ladies and gentlemen. The Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now your host, Max McGuire. And we're back with the Conservative Daily Podcast talking about catch and release, talking about Biden no longer apparently requiring that illegal aliens be giving a notice to appear, a court date, just leaving it up to the illegal aliens to decide all of the incentives. And we have Dave, the Border Patrol agent, on the, the show with us calling in. Dave, how's it going? Buenos dias. <laughs> what, what's up? <laughs> so speaking Spanish, yeah, getting so ready, I, getting ready for our Spanish overlords. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I better. I better start remembering all that Spanish I learned in the academy. Um, the uh, so the funny thing is with this uh, the, the the catch and release, which I get it was kind of that before already. This is a totally different flavor of catch and release that I've never seen. There's no legal precedent for it. I can't even think of a legal accommodation or propriety for it. It's, it seems patently illegal. Um, so if somebody crosses the, the, into the United States between ports of entry, right? At, at that port of entry, they can tell you to pound sound and go away, right? So they can deny you entry. Yeah. When you jump the fence or swim the river or dig under the fence or whatever it is, you've entered without inspection. That's the criminal act. That's the uh, 8 U.S.C. 1325, entry without inspection. Um, we arrest them for that, hardly ever charge them for it. That's, you know, that's a, I, we could talk about that at another time, I guess. But that whole immigration side of it, they have to be set up for a removal hearing. And I talked to some, uh, some buddies of mine, and, and we kind of worked through the traps of the options available to us of how to, um, I guess, adjudicate or dispose of, a, of, a, of an immigration case upon illegal entry. There was, in the old days, there was the voluntary return, which we really don't do anymore. Um, that was, that's very similar to the, uh, to the Title 42 expulsion, but that's, that's a whole other, that's a horse of a different color, right, it, with the public, uh, the public health. So under Immigration Title 8, there was the voluntary return, there's an, an expedited uh, removal, which is what we were doing. That started with, with uh, George Bush. We did that quite a bit under um, Obama and certainly during the Trump administration. Then there's the, uh, the uh, 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 execution of a, of a prior removal. So if somebody comes back after they've been removed, we can you know, summarily just uh, re-remove them, re-deport them. Uh, under under that previous yeah. order a and uh, the last one is the notice to appear and a notice to appear could be either detained or on recognizance which you know we we've complained about that before with the the on re uh, on, mm -hmm. on recognizance you you issue them the the court paper that says to be determined or six years in the future or whatever and send them on down the road now and 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 <laughs> there's not a lot of there hasn't been a lot of messaging about this internally either is we're just sending them out the door without the NTA. So that is tantamount, in my estimation, to we're just unarresting them. Yeah. Well, so I, I tried to explain this. And go ahead, Mr. Producer, put up image one. We showed this at the start. This is what um, I believe the current notice to appear looks like. And at the very bottom in highlight, highlighted, it, it says, as you just explained, a date to be set and a time to be set. So obviously that yes. is loose enough where you have no idea when the court date is. But the burden in, in that case is on the illegal alien to find out. 
And if they don't find out, they can still be tried in absentia and they can be ordered removed yeah. from the country because because the, the court hearing is still happening. My understanding is that by not giving them this notice to appear, it's basically up to the illegal alien to decide whether or not they want to turn themselves in at the final city they reach and decide whether to initiate their own deportation process. I, is that correct? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the, and that's that's a real that's the eight six two the the NTA. Yep, it, the the, the uh, we're on a little bit delay, you know, from what I can see on the screen to what we're saying on the phone. So. Um, but so if we're not giving him that NTA, I don't even see how it's up to the illegal alien to do anything. They've just, we've decided to just, again, unarrest them. I, I, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what kind of status they would have. Um, the, the, so the government. They're, they're, claiming, they're, is, claiming that they're, they're claiming that they're still taking the, the biometric data, which I assume is probably a picture of their face yeah. and a fingerprint. I, I, don't, I don't think it goes much right. deeper than that. Um, so they're still no, taking no, their fingerprints. So technically, if they're rearrested in the future, you would think they would, something would get flagged. But the ability for the government so, to actually initiate a deportation proceeding goes away unless they go to their final city and say, "Hey, I actually want to get deported. Let, let's let's get this thing going." Well, they they I mean they're always free to leave of their own accord, right? But um, if if we're if all we're doing is taking the biometric, which you're probably right, we would call that a scratch two thirteen. Um, I don't see where we would be issuing any of the other uh, legal documents because the only one that we hand uh, the alien when they when they go you know down the road is that notice to appear. Um, so if that if that doesn't exist, none of the other uh, paperwork outside of that two thirteen, which is just the record of the arrest, right? Uh, yeah. That's all of that is all all the rest of that is that is it's moot. They don't have a court date. They're not expected to appear. There is no proceeding. We have not begun a proceeding. I don't, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how an alien after we've released them into the United States without any, without it, without a notice, I don't know where they go. You, they, you just don't show up to the immigration court and say, Hey, I want a hearing. I guess yeah. you would have to go to a USCIS office and ask to be placed into proceedings. <sighs> Which who would do that? But no one's going to come. Who, who, who for would you. ever do that? Exactly. And uh, you, you guys had mentioned, you know, the the asylum claims and and and, and all that is true. That, that that's that's exactly kind of where this all what this all stems from with with this uh, catch and release is they 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 don't even need to claim credible fear, I guess, because we're just going to release them. That credible, they would claim credible fear. They don't ask necessarily ask for asylum. This is I'm getting into the legal weeds on this uh they would claim credible fear do you have a fear of returning to your country yes we check a box and then and what we would do here is they would then get a hearing with an adjudication officer and that's from uscis citizenship and immigration service who would then uh decide whether they have a valid fear claim of fear and then be put into the the asylum pipeline i'm oversimplifying yeah. and, and that and, and there were changes that it's Trump made happening. over over what a credible fear means. I imagine, I assume that all of those changes probably went away. Um, we, we look at the immigration proceedings, and I know there's a huge backlog. And I know that, that yeah. p members of both parties have recommended hiring more immigration judges to clear the backlog. Is there, does U.S. Border Patrol have any, like, do they have a number? Do they, do they mention a number when they're on? The, the talk shows about how many immigration judges would need, or, or do you just leave that up to DOJ? 
So, so that, I don't know how far our agency would get into that if they would even really ask us for that because the, the truth is we're just the, the first contact agency, right? Yeah. All of, we, 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 serve, we, we write up the papers, we serve the papers, then uh, ICE is the one who then schedules them. So even though we, we would hand them the, uh, the notice to appear, there, it used to be that we could get into the EOIR system, which is DOJ vis-a-vis ICE, and we would get a date uh, depending on, you know, where they said they were going. That's for, for the, uh, for the uh, uh, re- release on recognizance. If they were going to be detained, sometimes we could get a, we could get a, a date um, that was in the near future. But I think even most of the times when we, with the detained, we would just let ICE ERO when they got to the uh, detention facility issue them a date because their court hearing was likely going to be at that detention facility vice so you know yeah chicago or someplace else where we're going i was just looking at lindsey graham's proposal um and lindsey graham's proposal was basically um offering to to hire 500 more immigration judges and I'm trying to find an average salary for an immigration judge, which is very hard to find. And I don't know if I believe it. Um, oh, actually, I can Probably find USA it from Justice. I can actually, yeah, it's very easy. So, wow, these guys make a lot of money. So let's just assume the base pay based on 2020. That is $119,560, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you take that and you look at the, you look at the $86 million dollars the $86 million that the Biden administration is now going to be paying for hotels to house, I believe, 1,200 illegal alien families for six months. Yep. That $86 million could have hired 719 new immigration judges at their starting base salary. So we that would not fix the problem, but it would get us towards fixing that problem of, of the backlog. But instead, yep. we, we, they tell us we don't have money for it, right? We don't have money to hire these immigration judges, but they're spending even more to house these illegal aliens in right. hotels at $395 a night. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. The reason they need to do that is because Democrats stripped the funding from the, the appropriations bill to allow Border Patrol and ICE to expand their facilities to buy more beds and to have right. more capacity. No, this is this was planned just like the pandemic. I mean, this was exactly it's this. I don't, I don't look at this as the administration being incompetent or, 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 you know, not, or mishandling this because they don't know what they're doing. I think they know exactly what they're doing. I, and oh, yeah. this is, this is, this is exactly what they wanted. I, I mean, wow. I, uh, who to thunk, you know? Um, but, did you, so since you brought up the hotels for the families, did you notice a contradiction, a, a, a very stark paradox in the language that we've heard from the secretary and the press and the White House, uh, you know, Jen Psaki, as to what they're actually doing? They're not going to expel the unaccompanied kids, but they're going to expel everybody else. And the expulsion is under that Title 42, right, for the public health. Yeah. So if if we're expelling the families, why are we buying hotels? Yeah. That's yeah. Because we're not it, expelling it makes, the families. We're not. We're not. I can make, look at the numbers and it, mathematically we're not. I, I guarantee you we're not. So what I mentioned, I don't know if you, if you watched it, 
if you take someone who is truly living in poverty in Central America, and you tell them that the U.S. government is going to pay $71,000 to put them up in a hotel for six months, based on their own income levels in in Central America, that might as well be a million dollars for them. Like, they, they can't fathom well, they the idea. they could buy Central America, uh, right? Yeah, you, you could buy Central America for that amount of money. <laughs> yeah. So I understand the incentive, right? If, if someone told me yeah. that I get an all-inclusive paid vacation at a hotel for six months, all I have to do is cross the border illegally, and I have nothing left to lose, I would might take that bet, right? I understand the logic behind it. But when for oh, a government yeah, that keeps telling cool us, not to. yeah, the government that keeps telling us we don't have the funding, we don't have the funding, we don't have the funding, and then they just they just use this by executive decree. Oh, this is discretionary. We don't have the funding to make sure there's enough beds in the facilities, so the migrant kids are now sleeping on the floor, and because they're sleeping on the floor, we have discretionary spending. We're going to pay the hotel owners. I mean, it's just it's it's a complete it's a complete racket. That's the only word yeah. I can describe. It's a racket. And and they think we're too stupid to to notice it. Well, you're not allowed to notice it, and if you comment on it, you're just going to be shut down, right? So, you know, the, you know, don't 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 complain, or you'll uh, they'll they'll really give you something to complain about. So I, I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you've seen the pictures uh, of what it looks like inside the facilities, Mr. Producer. Why don't we put a couple of those up? Yeah, images two, three, or four. When did the cages? become bubbles do we know that because it seems like they made a uh, so very that, that, cognizant that, effort right yeah without the the so i i know the 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 chain the chain the ones with the chain link the, those were we had a, we had at least one in arizona um i'm sure they're still there in a couple other places in texas for the central processing centers but that one in donna was stood up because we knew this was going to happen right yeah. um but it's it's still it, it's a they stay there until HHS can take them on and put them you know in these in these hotels. So as HHS comes in to take over the next part of this process of basically apparently just you know releasing them into the wild in the U.S., um, it, it took a while for for HHS to to get stood up to make the arrangements for the hotels and whatnot. And I don't I I don't even know what what type of processing. HHS is going to do as as far as uh, you know, keep keeping track of who these people are, or, or whatever whatever benefits or, or you know, God forbid, requirements there yeah. might be on them. But I, I can tell you that HHS can't serve them a court document that has to come from an immigration officer. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like they're going to get that in the in the future, you know, down the road with HHS or you know, ORR. I guess is probably the you know the more appropriate component within HHS to cite for this. Um, but yeah, that's, we're just, we're just going to let them go. So those, those, those facilities down there closest to the border, those are really just that staging. And the reason that they, they look the way they do is because they're coming in faster than we can, you know, rent buses to, to send them on down the road. Yeah. And, and you said well, it, it, you said it earlier, I think before I called in, you know, they drop the kids off, you know, to the, to the unaccompanied, they drop them off right there. I mean, you know, what do you, what do you do? I, I mean, they're, they're they, the, the, the coyotes, the pulleros just drop them right there on the bank of the river. And, you know, they hope we, I guess the kids probably hope that we come to get them. Well, their, their contracts fulfilled. They were paid to get them in the United States. They did. They don't actually care about oh, their well-being. Again, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking with Dave, the border patrol agent, 
uh, on the phone. We're hearing news that there might be a new caravan forming set to leave uh, probably, I would imagine, Honduras on March 30th. If this is what it looks like yeah, when there it. isn't a caravan, if this is what it looks like when there isn't a caravan, tell our viewers and our listeners what we should expect if a caravan in full, we're talking 10, 20, 30,000 migrants, all decide to cross at the same time in the same sector. What would that look like? In, oh, my God. If in the same sector? Um, yeah. Uh, in, like, end of days, <laughs> whatever sector that, that, that falls on. Um, we, 20,000 people arriving all at once. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess we'd be, you know, buying vacant houses to, to use as, uh, as, as staging areas there, there, there's, there's simply not enough and enough room for that. We, we don't have the capacity for that. Not the, the entirety of DHS couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't manage that. Um, in 18 and 19, when we had the caravan after a caravan, you know, we, we tracked caravan one, caravan two, I think up to six or seven caravans. And, Eventually, you know, these caravans kind of dissipate and just into just a steady flow, which is yeah. what we've got right now. It's just a steady flow. So, uh, but adding another 20,000 to it, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, kind of like the, the desert in Arizona after, after it hits 110, does it really matter? It's just hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking somewhere and it looks like right now, give or take, there's 15,000 migrant children, I believe, in detention. Um, that number might fluctuate. The idea of, of 20, 30,000, and that's across the entire southern border. The idea of 20 to 30,000 crossing in the same sector all at once. Uh, you're right. You call it 15,000 children sounds a little high. That, that, that sounds very. I, well, I would, it, I, it, I it might include other ones. It might include other ones. I believe that was Stephen high. Miller yesterday. I, 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 can, I might be mistaken. Um, he was basically presenting it as there was a a thousand percent increase, give or take. Um, so I might, I might have been off a little bit on that one, but a ton of, of migrants at the border and 10, 20, 30,000 crossing all at once in one sector. I imagine now that the yeah. Rio Grande Valley sector is releasing them without notices to appear, I imagine they're all going to want to cross there. <laughs> they're not stupid. They're, they're getting the yeah. news. They're being coached by NGOs telling them what to say, giving them scripts. We know, we know this, right? Uh, I imagine that they'll probably cross there as opposed to trying to cross in California as they normally do. Um, and yeah, you mentioned that usually they dissipate a little. That's what it looked like when Central American countries were helping us. What happens when Central yeah. American countries well, no Mexico longer have too, to fear? To a certain extent. Yeah. What happens when yeah, Honduras, yeah, Guatemala, Mexico, El Salvador no longer need to fear losing their foreign aid if they don't enforce their, their southern borders? Um, I don't, I, I'm terrified of what that looks like. So I hope this, this caravan doesn't go come. But again, if I was in that position and I saw what was happening at the border and I felt like I had nothing left to lose, I, I probably would be in a caravan too. I understand the, the impetus behind it. I'm just terrified of what it looks like with no remaining nope. Mexico, no border security, no working with the, with the different Central American countries. I mean, you call it end of days. It, that's probably what it will look like if this materializes. Yeah, I mean, it would look like you know, probably the you know the the eastern border of Poland when the when the Germans invaded uh, and everybody fled into into you know Western Russia, you know, with with, uh, with their with their carts full of everything that they could carry. It'd probably look a lot like that, except these caravans 
you know, they all have iPhones and custom made uh, T-shirts thanking Biden. Yeah. So, well, that's the, that's the biggest crowd he seemed to have gotten. The biggest crowd he seems to have gotten. Yeah. Um, right. Um, so uh, I, I I stand corrected. The number I gave you was family members and unaccompanied children combined. Um, yeah, that, 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 so, that's everybody. Yeah. So that's everybody, still, but it's, it's still it's, it's a drastic in increase. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think overall our 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 to, our our whole capacity for and again temporary detention, right? Our our facilities are meant to hold people for a few hours, um, not a few days or a week. It, that that's probably three close to four times our whole capacity. Yeah. So. And it's really sad that Democrats went to the budget and made sure you would have enough diapers but deliberately made sure you wouldn't have enough beds for a surge so that you couldn't keep them in. Lots of people, Dave, are, are wondering what they can do. And I know you're in Border Patrol. You're not a politician. Um, for, for the average person seeing this, and I, I know that you guys have been given that gag order, which I appreciate you calling in, but Joe Biden doesn't want anyone in, your, in, in Border Patrol to talk to the media in any way, shape, or form. If, for someone listening, what, what's the advice you would give them? Of, of how they could how they could stop this obviously you can't you can't just overrule governmental policy but given what's happening no, no. What, what do you wish that people would, would go out and do um to, to try and stop this crisis uh take to the streets in in opposition to this you know the 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 the, the signs the protest to, to say that we don't we don't want this and and congress and the administration the whole federal government has failed the country I entirely. Uh, what, what security is there anymore? Um, the, 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 go, go, go to their go to their representatives and uh, it, it, it be loud, be boisterous. The, the people still have a voice, and that's that's and that's all we've got. That's all we can. That's all we can do with this. Um, there, there's there's not any. There's not any uh, anyone. No one's going to come and and help us with this. Uh, we're still sending money to these to these countries in Central America, and and we're not asking anything in return. Um, we're not we're not at, we're not you know uh, hold, holding any sort of uh, you know consequence to them not stopping this from happening. They're gonna they're gonna you know waltz into Mexico and run right through Mexico. Mexico's not going to do anything to stop them or slow them down because they don't want them in there either. They don't want to take on yeah. that that extra burden of that population to support through through welfare and, and social social programs. Uh, there were cases back in 2018 when mayors of towns in in uh, you know southern central Mexico were actually chartering buses to yeah, move the caravan people out yeah. just so they wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. But once they get here. The, the only the only thing that anybody could do as a citizen really is I think to, to, to put tremendous pressure on your on your elected representatives to 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 fight against this but so you know the efficacy of that I, it's, I suppose that's that's negligible too well we, we keep we keep putting up the fight and and, and part of that is yeah. making sure people have the information so if you haven't already make sure you hit that share button everyone who's watching um, Make sure you hit the share button. This is important stuff that more people need to learn about. Um, so I, I guess one final question. I don't want to take up too much of your time. 
what does the morale look like at Border Patrol? I know, I know you mentioned that lots of people are retiring. Lots of people are considering retirement. Uh, what, what's the, yeah. ch- the talk around the water cooler now that illegal aliens are being released without even those notice, notices to appear? So I, I'm, I'm not even sure what effect that, that, that's so recent. I, 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 I couldn't begin to, uh, I, I would be really kind of taking a shot in the dark as to what kind of a, effect that has had, but it's, it's not positive because I think most of us would recognize that what we're doing is actually contrary to law. It, it's not just de- defeated where we're, you know, we were, we, we've thrown in the towel. Um, it's, it's contrary to law. How do, how do you unarrest somebody like yeah. that? Because we've decided, you know, that, you know, they're not actually, we don't have, we don't have evidence of a crime or, I mean, that's the police unarrest people when they're no longer a suspect. Yeah. But here you don't, you don't just skip the arraignment. You don't, you don't catch the yeah. suspected murderer and then release him before his arraignment, which is essentially what yeah. this is. You're basically canceling the arraignment. Yeah. Um, not even it's, submitting it's, the it's name. Really cut the and dry. You know, they, they tell us what, what, what country they're a citizen of and they, and that they don't have any papers to allow them in the country legally. That's, that's it. I mean, you've got probable cause for, for days. And so it should just then, take them in, <laughs> take their fingerprints and their picture and release them with nothing. I, I, I don't know how you, how you reconcile that with what the actual law says that Congress passed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a complete mess. And if they, I know that there was 150 that they did this with, if they keep doing this and, and we see caravans and, and this starts getting to the thousands or tens of thousands of migrants just are just no notices to appear. It's going to be chaotic. I mean, we hear all the nightmare stories about what some illegal aliens can get up to in the United States. If, if, if people realize they can get in without even having their name added to the judicial system, the court system, I, I shudder to think at what would happen if really bad people start trying to take advantage of that. Well, we have this is Dave from the Border Patrol. Dave, thank you so much for calling in. I always value your 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 insight. Um, keep your yeah, head up man. and keep your chin up and. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really sorry what's happening to you guys. Just know that the rest of the country, the people who know this, the people who see this and understand what's going on, um, they, they well, are just I as mean, angry I, as I, you are. I'm appealing to you and your listeners as a citizen. I mean, I, I'm a yeah. citizen too. I just happen to know, have intimate knowledge of this process. You, but you just happen citizen, to be able to cite the laws yeah. <laughs> and all the statutes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, well, I really do appreciate it, and I'll let you get back to work. But thank you so much for calling, and keep your chin up, and hey, uh, and just make it, sure everyone knows that we all have your back. Absolutely. Thanks, Max. See you. All right. Thanks, Dave. That was Dave, the Border Patrol agent, calling in. He's called in a couple times. It's really great to get his take on these issues because it's unprecedented. He, started, he walked us through just what it means to release someone without a nose to appear. It's the equivalent of arresting someone for a crime. They are guilty of the crime, but you just let them go with zero paperwork. <laughs> zero paperwork. No paperwork. It's the equivalent of a police officer arresting you. You did the crime. You're guilty, and they don't even bother to put you in for arraignment. They just let you go. You say, okay, well, it's your. It's up to you to go to the courthouse and initiate your own trial. <laughs> no, of course no one's going to do that. Of course, no one is going to deliberately turn themselves in to initiate their own deportation proceeding. It's just, 
no, of course no one would do that. And it doesn't make them a bad person for doing that. I, I, I do think that they're, it is still illegal to cross into the United States. And anyone whose first act in our country is to violate our laws, I, I'm, I'm reluctant and I will not call anyone who does that a good person. I'm sure that there are good people that are driven and believe they're driven to do this. But when you break our laws, laws have consequences and you're not just automatically considered to be a good person, decent human being. Um, you broke the law. And we know what happens when illegal aliens come into the country. They steal people's identities. They work illegally. Um, lots of people, I say, well, what does it matter if illegal aliens work illegally? It doesn't take my job away. They're just going to be working in the fields, picking crops, right, doing jobs Americans don't want. I've said this on the show over and over again. When you look at DACA recipients, which are the kids, they're not kids anymore. They're like 40 years old now. The kids who are brought into the United States illegally by their parents and received amnesty under Obama, one in every eight. DACA recipients works a white collar job. That's just a fact. And when you know that there's 700, 800,000 of these DACA recipients, I think I think it's around 700,000. But let's just make it easy for math's sake so I don't have to pull out a calculator. 800,000. That means roughly 100,000 illegal aliens have permission to work in the United States and work white collar jobs. That number's going up, by the way, because the longer people are in this program, they go to college. More of them go to college. More of them get white collar jobs. So I, I bet you it's probably more than one in eight. But one in eight on its own, right? You're talking about 100,000 illegal aliens in this one program competing against Americans for work at a time when unemployment in this country is still sky high. Americans still can't find work. They're going to be competing against illegal aliens. It's not just saying that only white collar workers deserve protection. Blue collar workers are the most hurt. And, and I mean, skilled workers, if you have skill, if you have a skill, if you work in the trades, you're probably going to be fine, right? I, I guarantee you there aren't any master plumbers or, or journeyman electricians wandering across the border. I think you're going to be good. But when you talk about unskilled labor, you talk about people working just stocking shelves, washing dishes, cleaning up in restaurants, right? These are positions that Americans do hold these jobs. You might look down on them and be believe that they're beneath you. But there are Americans who, who do this do this work. And for them, they don't have a formal education. They don't have any formal training. That might be the best they can do. And right now, they're going to be facing down the prospect of more illegal aliens offering to do that work for less, to do it under the table for less. Yes, the Americans lose jobs because of illegal immigration. It also drives wages down. We know that. Anytime you have an influx of workers willing to do the same job for less, if you hold that job, you're at risk and the wages get driven down. This is all common sense economics, people. So just based on that one number, whether you wanna focus on white collar jobs, blue collar jobs, skilled jobs, I still think the tradesmen are probably safe, but they're not safe from Biden, make no mistake, right? If, if you are a, a, a pipe fitter, you're not safe under, under Biden. Just saw yesterday that a, uh, a paper mill in Pennsylvania is closing. It's been open for, I wanna say over a hundred years, maybe more. So the stimulus checks that just went out were likely printed on paper that came from this paper mill, and they just closed down. They're saying, we're not even going to do it. And part of the thinking is we're not even going to wait. We're not even going to wait for the environmental re regulations. We barely survived Obama. We're not even going to wait to see what comes out. We're just going to cut our losses, sell the, sell the company, and, and be done. So 300 workers, union workers, are now out of a job because the company just decided to close up. They didn't want to have to deal with the Biden administration. So no, you might be safe if you're a tradesman from, from immigration, but you're not safe from Biden 
policies. I want to see if I can um, pull this up. The paper mill that's closing. Um, I'll try and find it. Yeah, uh, here we go. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. A union support of Biden does little to save members' jobs in Pennsylvania. This is a 293 people out of work. Appvian Inc. paper mill shuts down their plant. It's, uh, it's The plant was founded out. It's even older than I thought. It was founded in 1866. Imagine that. This is a plant that has operated since right after the Civil War. Right, the Civil War era plant. And it's gone. 293 jobs, 250 of them were union. The average person there makes $67,000 a year based on a 49-hour work week, and it's gone. Thank you, Biden. Can we say thank you, Biden? Thank you, Biden. I want to read this statement. This statement is from Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't have a Twitter anymore. He has just his own press releases. So this is a statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States. He released this yesterday. And he says, we proudly handed the Biden administration the most secure border in history. All they had to do was keep this smooth running system on autopilot. Instead, in the span of just a few weeks, the Biden administration has turned a national triumph into a national disaster. They are in way over their heads and taking on water fast. The pathetic, clueless performance of Sec Secretary Mayorkas on the Sunday shows today was a national disgrace. His, his self-satisfied presentation in the middle of the massive crisis he helped engineered is yet more proof he is incapable of leading DHS. Even someone of Mallorca's limited abilities should understand that if you provide catch and release to the world's illegal aliens, then the whole world will come. Furthermore, the Mallorca's gag order on our nation's heroic border agents and ICE officers should be the subject of an immediate congressional investigation, but it's clear they are engaged in a huge cover-up to hide just how bad things truly are. The only way to end the Biden border crisis is for them to admit their total failure and adopt the profoundly effective proven Trump policies. They must immediately complete the wall, which can be done in a matter of weeks. They should never have stopped it. They are causing death and human tragedy. In addition to the obvious drugs pouring into our country at record levels from the southern border, not to mention human and sex trafficking. This administration's reckless policies are enabling and encouraging crimes against humanity. Our country is being destroyed. That is a statement from Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of these United States. I, I think he was watching. The Sunday shows yesterday. I think he was watching. I think he was watching. That sounded like something that he wrote after he personally witnessed it, as opposed to just reacting to other people's reactions. It's pretty shameful. I mean, all around what's happening at the border. And I know we've been covering this a lot lately. And this, this maybe I'm just prone to do this because I live in Texas and I see what's happening. Right? I'm in the San Antonio area. I see what happens just in the last couple of weeks of how more and more of these people, I mean, just go to Home Depot. You go to Home Depot and it is noticeable that there are more people there in the mornings. It's noticeable that there are more illegal aliens. That's just a very limited scope of, of how I've noticed this. But yeah, Home Depot lows, many more people there looking for work. Bus stations, many more people there getting on and off of buses at a time when the rest of us are, are told to not travel. Yeah, seeing an uptick in, in bus depot, <laughs> bus depot travel. Yeah, it, it, it's very noticeable. So I apologize if, if we're covering this a little bit too much. I think, though, this is too important of an issue not to cover. And as we see more, as we get more updates, I mean, this this latest update of releasing them without even a notice to appear, so they just can go wherever they want, and they're not even in the court system, so the government can't even try them in absentia, 
and remove them without them being there or issue their removal so that the next time they get caught by police or, or pop up on the government's radar, they can be immediately deported. That's not even happening anymore. And they're claiming that COVID is one of the reasons that they don't have enough, they don't have enough space to process these people, but they don't have enough space because Congress deliberately didn't give them the space. Now, Dave was absolutely right. This is a crisis of their own making. Donald Trump is absolutely right. This is a crisis of Joe Biden's making. Donald Trump did not cause this. Joe Biden did. So before we go, I had a couple clips I wanted to play. Unconnected, but they're funny. You're going to want to see this. So the first is Jen Psaki, the circle back girl, talking about how the, the, the stairs on Air Force One are a little tricky. Let's go ahead and play that cut, Mr. Producer. That should be cut number three. Just checking on the president. He uh, fell going up the steps to Air Force One on Friday. Is he doing okay? He's 100% fine. I don't know if you've been up those steps. They're a little tricky sometimes. But he's <laughs> not he's on doing Air Force great. One. I've not been up those. Um, uh, then, did he see a doctor? Did he have to see a doctor over it? Um, I'm not aware of that being required. There's, of course, a doctor who travels with the president, any president of the United States, but um, I, I'm not aware of it needing uh, actual extensive medical attention. So notice how she, notice how she kind of add that caveat to the language. Did he need to see a doctor afterwards? And she said, I'm, I'm unaware of him needing any extensive medical attention. Well, no, it's actually a yes or no question. It's actually a yes or no question. Did he see a doctor after he did a face plant falling up the stairs? Did he need to see a doctor? Mr. Producer, I just sent you over one more video if you can cue that up on Twitter. Because um, Joe Biden had a lot to say about going up and down stairs, going up and down ramps when he was running. Remember, Donald Trump walked slowly down one ramp and they said he had dementia. Remember how he was drinking water out, out, of, his, out of his hand and his hand shook a little bit and he like went like this and they said, oh, he's, he's done. He's toast. Well, at that time, Joe Biden made fun of him and said, don't worry, I can run up and down the ramps. Let's go ahead and play this cut. Side by side of him falling down on the top and on the bottom, it's him bragging about how good he is at stairs. Let's go ahead and play this clip. It's it's loading. Miss Brewster, hit that refresh, get it, get it queued up, and then we will go to it. Um, in the meantime, let's go to the next cut. This is absolutely insane. I don't even, there's no segue for this. It's just, I'm really glad I'm not a Romanian talk show or news anchor because this is a clip of a Romanian news anchor being chased off the set by a naked woman wielding a brick. And yes, it is blurred, so you will not see the nakedness. But I want to show you, this is what passes for Romanian journalism. Let's go ahead and play that cut for și crezut-o și ne-am bazat și am sperat că va face ceva în acest caz atâta vreme cât poliția nu face nimic de vreun an și ceva, spune că... Ce? Nu! There's the brick. Cine? And they cut to a picture. So yeah, for all of the problems we have sometimes with getting clips going and whatnot, at least, Mr. Producer Josh, I think we can all agree that we are much better for the significant lack of naked women throwing bricks at us. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that at least hundred percent. At least, at least we don't have to deal with that kind of occupational not, hazard. Not yet. 
Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. As if there's some kind of foreshadowing there. So, Josh, I think you got that clip up. Before we end, I want to play this clip. This is that that Twitter video showing the side by side of Joe Biden falling and then Joe Biden bragging about how good he is at stairs and how Trump is bad at stairs. Let's go ahead and, and go back to that. See if it's loaded now. Number two. Uh, what, what's your response to that? Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Okay, come on. Number two. Uh... So obviously the question is talking about Donald Trump walking gingerly down the ramp and joe biden says well watch how i walk up and down ramps so let's let's play it again so you can see <laughs> what we're talking about play that clip again mr producer if you can or do you already x out of it if you x out of it that's fine we're good just requeuing okay requeuing here we go <laughs> it's just too funny because as the kids always say there's always we're a good. tweet well, well this there's always a statement let's go ahead and play that again for everyone to see Number two, uh, what's your response to that? Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Okay? Look on. at how I step. I love that, that, that whoever put that together, right as he says, look how I step is when he does the third fall. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's watch how Joe steps. Joe's the best stepper among us. No doubt about that. No doubt about it. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Before we go, I'm reminding everyone, we are running a fax blast today to put a stop to this catch and release. We're running a fax blast. The link is in the description on Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and put it in the comment section right now um, on, on all of the, there's also a link in the description on YouTube. And there is a, uh, I put it in the panel on DLive. If you scroll down to DLive, you can see it on the panel. Um, to join our fax blast today, to put pressure on Congress to put a stop to this. Ted Cruz is promising, he's going to the border this week, and he's promising to rally an effort to put a stop to this madness, but he does need all of our help. So join our fax blast campaign today, put pressure on Congress to stop the madness going out the border, catch and release without even giving them notices to appear. So make sure you check that out. Again, link in the description on Facebook, YouTube, and I put a panel up on DLive as well. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. We have more interviews coming up. We mentioned Lauren Boebert today. She's supposed to be on the show this week. So make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Podbean. Check us out. If you have an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Really, really do appreciate it. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. So make sure you like and follow our Facebook page, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and follow us on DLive as well. Um, check out all the links. We're on Gab TV, Rumble, all different places to check us out. Make sure you check us out. And again, we have that promo code CD21. If you want to get your MyPillow link in the description, help support Mike Lindell, help support the channel. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember everyone that the fight to take our country back isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.